the UK. Broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club. Hosted by Douglas Hamandiche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. How you guys doing out there? Another spring day. The coronavirus is still on us. We have to be thankful for our health. For health is true wealth. Today, I've been blessed. I have my close friend, business partner in the sense of the Zimbabwean Nursing Association which we put together many moons ago to connect with Zimbabwean health and social care professionals on their journey and support, support them throughout their profession. Um, we thought today that we'll collaborate and discuss some serious issues that are affecting um, Zimbabwe in particular but also the developing world as it were. Um, in, in relation to the coronavirus that is running rampant and shutting down business models, shutting down um, families, putting ministers, the prime minister himself right now is in, is in intensive care as Boris Johnson. So this is serious. If it can destabilize and um, completely turn on his head um, mechanisms support metrics all of those things that we take for granted in the developing world what more for a small population of say 12 to 14 million depending on where you to get your figures from in southern africa how then is this going to affect a country that is under sanctions a country that is not able to um access the the services access if if the developed world developing world are uh, developed world so should i say are struggling to get and procure ventilators what more for a developing country such as zimbabwe that is also having the um, compounded effect of um poor investment um sanctions and whatnot so bruce welcome to the mic drop club how are you doing i'm doing very well thank you for having me Thank you for having me. This is a great opportunity here. Indeed so, indeed so. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we say we're close, but connecting physically sometimes is the hardest thing to do. So I'm yes, so happy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm <laughs> so happy that we're connecting at least in the virtual sense. We can still connect yeah. and reach out. So as as this was breaking in terms of yeah. um, this virus, the, the first things that we in the diaspora look to is how can we support back? Because we also yeah. we straddle two continents, literally. Yeah. 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 And that's a difficult effect. So how, how are things being with you? Well, as you said, you know, when, when this all came about, the, the first thing that comes to mind is 
oh my goodness, what if this hits Zimbabwe? Yeah. What if this hits my family? What if this hits my my grandma in, in the rural areas, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because as you know, it's affecting the elderly and now more so even the young folks as well. Yes. So it's 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 been a a huge surprise how this is has, has taken over the whole world. Right now, I think it's about nearly 183 countries affected by the coronavirus, isn't it? Yes. Um and I think I think worldwide about seventy, um, you know, at least seventy thousand people that that I read the other day, you know, have passed away due to the coronavirus. And most of those, imagine, are um, developing or developed countries, you know, far in far better situations than 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 Zimbabwe. Um, so it's I don't know. It's 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 interesting where this is going to go. You know, and and if it really gets to hit our small countries and is to gets to hit African countries, it, it's the death toll is going to be monumental. I think. Yeah, I I think so. It's 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 one of those ones that are on epic on proportions in yeah. terms of how it can ravage so quickly a, a yes. population. Yes. And um, again, in terms of resources, you know, Africa and any other developing country has a very yeah. unique situation whereby it's talent. Yeah. The, the bulk of it is not there. The bulk of yeah, the talent absolutely. due to the brain drain are in the developed yeah. countries. If you take a look at the, the um, I think the five um, Muslim doctors, yeah. they all travel to the UK. Okay. So in terms of, yeah. in terms of the, the support we do for the NHS and other healthcare um, organizations around the world, means there's a hollowing yeah. of of expertise yeah. at the expertise, front line. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I do seriously um fear and I, I generally worry for Zimbabwe yeah. and any other one. Because again, as a country, as a nation, and as also a continent, as well as the planet Earth. Yeah. We only are strong as our weakest link. Exactly. Yeah. And this started in China. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just mushroomed everywhere 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 it's funny you talk about the the issue of the brain drain and 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 how um you know african countries have lost that expertise to to the more developed countries uh, that's just been really unfortunate isn't it because you know it's it's where is the money where is the economy where is the where you know where do you, where do you think you can support your family better that's where people seem to be going back to yes. or going to rather. Um, so I said, yes, you know, most African countries have had that loss, if you like, in terms of that, that talent of people that, that are in the health um, system. Only a few months ago, um, last year, I think we were talking about how um, the Zimbabwean doctors were going on strike, weren't we? Yes. Um, about just the, the, the poor infrastructure, you know, the, the, the lack of equipment, basic equipment, you know, gloves, um, bandages and things like that. And, and a lot of people went on strike and, um, and, and, and typical of, of kind of, uh, African countries, the response wasn't, wasn't one who was saying, okay, fine, we hear what you're saying. We'll provide you, we'll invest in, in, in that, you know, it was, a doctors being sacked, you know, for, for highlighting what is a a real problem. And now fast forward now to, to, to this issue with the coronavirus, which brings about more emphasis on the fact that, you know, we needed to have our health system developed, you know, as I said in the, in the issue before, 
back in the day, Zimbabwe was probably one of, one of the better countries when you talked about hospitals. Yeah. But now probably the worst now. Um, and this now highlights the fact that one, we don't have the PPE equipment. People are talking about gloves, aprons, um, masks, you know, um, ventilators, as you said, I bet you one could even count how many ventilators we have in Zimbabwe, um, you know, let alone for all of the, of the national hospitals and, and, and clinics around, around the country. So it's a massive problem. I think it's a massive problem. Um, and, and I think only a few weeks ago, you know, the, the, the Zimnus association, um, similarly named organization um, that, that that's in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. um, were saying that they were going to have um, a tools down, you know, just to get the, 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 the government to say, listen, you need to give us the PPE for us to be able to do our work mm-hmm. because doctors are scared that, you know, they go to work, they catch it. They're the people on the front line. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, it, you know, I, I hope this, this in, in a way, would would awaken the 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 the, the senior management people in Zimbabwe to say we need to invest. We should have done, but okay, fine, we didn't. But we really need now to focus on our health system because without the health, yeah, that's how we started well, the show. Without health, there's no wealth. Literally, exactly, and exactly. What I find, um, if I draw parallels, yeah, in the UK. With the question being asked is we weren't prepared for the yeah. coronavirus despite us knowing about it, at least yeah. the government knowing about it yeah. through China um, two or three months before we actually Much hit yeah. um, the UK. And that's coming from China, which is a closed communist country. So what then happens to a developing country when a developed country is labelled as being ill-prepared or not prepared. Yeah. This, this yeah. really brings it home because sometimes we can be ultra hard on ourselves. And when we look at equipment, as you quite rightfully mentioned, the PPE equipment, the ventilators, the face masks, things that we take for granted or at mm. least took for granted yeah. In the UK, now the hospitals, there are people doing social care who are crying out for that equipment, even here. There's a question exactly. that I don't think people talk about in when it comes to this PPE equipment. Is, mm. is how do you replenish it? Because these things you use once, <laughs> literally, and you use yes. you have to throw it You're away. Yeah. You got, so it's not just about we need a box full or hundreds of thousands, you got literally get, get enough continuously gain into your country because you use these things once per person, yeah. per episode of care. So one, per yeah. one, one, one um, day in a, in a day in life of a typical nurse or healthcare, healthcare person, you might need 20, 30 gloves. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. Or more. I think, you know, that's, that's a valid point you mentioned there. And I think it, it also comes down to, to knowledge, isn't it? And, and, and awareness of these things, because when, yes, the developed countries, the UK and some other countries in Europe were saying we weren't prepared or the U S for example, we heard about it 
but we weren't prepared. Mm. What more, as you say, of the African countries? Even more so, they'll be saying, yeah, we heard about it, but you see some articles where they, there are people saying, oh, you know, this is a, this is a European uh, problem. This is a European disease, a European virus. It's not going to come to Africa. It's, you know, Africa is a hot place or, or that it doesn't affect Africans. Yeah. Um, but now it is. Yeah. And yes, they might have heard about it and they could also say we weren't prepared, but even if they wanted to be prepared, the, the, the resources just aren't there to say, look at us. We are prepared. Here are the resources. We've got 10 hospitals with 50 ventilators in them. Um, that's just not there. So even if they had been prepared, how would that preparedness have looked like yeah. is the question as well. That's key. Um, and That's you key. mentioned a good point as well about the about the PPE. You know, I had a friend of mine back in Zim saying, you know, you talk Bruce about PPE, PPE, what is PPE? <laughs> you know, it's even simple things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, just explaining to people that listen, you're talking about protective equipment. Maybe never mind the the the, the, the first P. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just just the, the last two is about protective equipment. What am I using to protect myself from possibly getting this onto me? Yeah. And the things that you need, therefore, are the, the sanitizers. You need the gloves. You need the aprons. You need the masks. And here in the UK, yes, we know we go to nursing. We go to our hospitals. You are taught that straight away. Universal precautions. You use that equipment once. You throw it away straight away. Yeah. So, therefore, you've got to have you've got to have additional stock of that equipment. You're going to have 20 boxes of the same items in the storeroom somewhere. Now, right. if you're in an African country where we might not even have that, yeah, you're going to have situations probably where people are using these from one person to the next, which, which even then exposes a lot more people then to, to contracting the virus. So, you know, I think, I think it's, it's a, uh, it's a situation to see how this is going to develop, certainly in, in the African countries. You know, you've had in some um, European countries right now, you know, famous people, boxers, you know, well-off people saying, do you know what, I'm going to donate a, a million pounds, you know, from my match or from my boxing match, yep. you know, and all that is going to go into in the investment of, of PPE equipment for, for services in, 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 in the health system. Mm. You really haven't heard much, to be honest, about the well-off in Zimbabwe saying that, you know, we're going to invest this amount of money into our health service for our um, uh, health workers to, to aid with this situation. Yeah. You know? th yeah. There was one, um, there was one where I think a couple donated 45 ventilators. Oh, Don brilliant. I'm not too sure if you saw that. I saw on LinkedIn. I forgot who, who they were, but you're right. For, you for, Zimbabwe. For, for, for Zimbabwe. Indeed. I think. And therein, oh, there, therein lies a problem whereby yeah. the mechanisms for you to transfer money to support a cause because there's not yeah. that clear openness and transparency across the the, 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 um, the health system and across the whole government, to be honest. Yeah. So if you wanted to even donate <laughs> some money, yeah. you wouldn't be guaranteed that money would go to where it needs to go to because, there's, exactly. because the corruption there is so rife. It's, that's, this yeah. is why people then will say, okay, let me do, actually donate 45 yeah. ventilators. So you've got the ventilators now. Okay. So they're physically there. 
So only thing that yeah. can happen to those ventilators are theft um, and being resold on the black market for t- for twice, three times, ten times what they're worth, which is what yeah. which is what happens in the, in a society in an economy that is is broken. You know, yeah. Ev- everybody is looking out for themselves because they see government looking out for themselves. So they think, okay, yeah. um, if the government do that. I too am self-employed, even though they might be employed. They think they think with a yeah. self-employed mindset, this is my company, this is my resources. And so theft is it's more down to a sense of um true entitlement. They, they truly believe <laughs> that they're entitled to whatever they have taken from you or the state. So, because they see exactly. the governments do that without any repercussions. Okay. So this is something yeah. that needs to be addressed. And sometimes I believe instead of pointing fingers like from the West pointing fingers at developing countries, we need to think about how best can we support them? How best can we make sure there are mechanisms in place, structures in place? Yeah. Whereby the, the poorest can still thrive, can still survive whilst governments go through that, that stage of becoming much more mature because let's be honest, Every state will go that ever has existed at once was chaotic. It takes time yeah. to perfect democracy. It takes time. Yeah. And for developing countries that our leaders were the first leaders ever yeah. to be free and expecting um, the, them to understand and put into place all the things to do for trade, you know, for saving things for a rainy day, all of that smart, savvy yeah. accountancy, all that kind of stuff. Remember, one generation is not going to be, not going to cut it. Two generations are going to cut it, you know. I, th- I think that's, the, you know, as I said, therein lies also the problem in that for so many years in Zimbabwe, there has been a lot of corruption. There's been a lot of cases where once you get into a senior management position, you look after, first and foremost, your own. Yeah? As an elected official, an elected member of parliament, the, 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 the duty should be to serve the people that elected you to office. But it's been more about, now that I'm in office, what can I do to enrich myself, buy myself loads of cars for, for, for thousands of pounds, import them into Zimbabwe, build myself all these big massive villas, rather than looking at what is the infrastructure in my local electorate, um, you know, place, you know, my local clinic, my local hospital, what can I do to improve the services there? So with all that corruption, you see, there's, there's a lot of despondency, if you like, with, with, with Zimbabwean people, unfortunately, yeah, because they've gone through years of, of that um, sort of system, yeah, and it's ingrained in the culture, yeah. That, as you said, it's going to take a long time for that to change. Yeah. It's going to take many, many years for that to change where it can be on par with, with, with say, European countries in terms of how to govern a country, how to, how to, to do it democratically and, and to listen to the people's voice. Um, you know, yeah. because this has been going on for a long time. And, and, and unfortunately, um, you know, as, as it is, it's just been a case of more of the same. Most definitely. Than, yeah. Rather than change, change, change. It's been more of the same rather than, you know, let's see what more that we can do or what different things we can, can implement. Um, because 
sadly, these are very intelligent people that, that are governing the, the, the country. Yeah, they are intelligent people. But why aren't they seeing that the basics? Why aren't they seeing the basics? It's vantage point. We've got to improve point. our education system. It's vantage point. We've got to point. improve our health system. We've got to improve our economics. Our tra- you know, it's, it's vantage point. Simple things like that. <laughs> they build white towers. So if interrupting, I thought we could get a little flow there, but it's the vantage point that, that they set at. When we talk about yeah. education, what do we really mean by education? Because um, exactly. Zimbabweans are, are known worldwide for their, their degrees. Yeah? Yes. We're, yeah. we're similar to Nigerians. We, we value yeah. education. Okay? Yeah. But yeah. still, when it comes to things such as coronavirus, at least from a, um, a governmental level, Okay. Yeah. That's not really, that was not high enough a priority in terms of like how to respond. And I'll say to say something else. Um, there's education and there's faith. Yeah. The deeper a suffering of a people, the more reliance they have on the supernatural. And I'm saying yeah. this in a very controversial way, but I'm saying it to, to, to quicken some, some of the way we think, because you could be book smart. Yeah in terms of you could have a PhD and blah, blah, blah. But then if your response to a pandemic is, don't worry, we're just all going to pray. Yeah. It's going to go away. Jesus heals everything. You know, I've been anointed and blah, 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 blah. You know, relax. You know, even somebody was to spit in my mouth, I won't catch coronavirus. When the Vatican itself has shut down in a developing country. The Vatican, the home of the Catholic Church has shut down. Churches throughout England are not operational. So no matter how strong the faith is, we're taking science in this darkest, in these dark times as to being our version of the truth. Yes, absolutely. Whereby the educated, (laughs) the super educated, can still yeah. go back and say, ah, it's not our problem. Yeah. Jesus will, Jesus will. This is not that time. And so you yeah. got, you got it on that level. And also you got other levels whereby it's complete denial. And they're not just in African countries. You've seen it in Brazil, for example, they've yeah. taken a look at it and said, no, no, this, this thing has been hyped up by the lefties, the left wing. Yes. They're the ones really yeah. pushing the coronavirus. So you've got denial as well. So you've got a combination mm-hmm. of denial, um, over-reliance on the supernatural <laughs> to get you out of a situation, yeah. you know, and corruption. And that's the three-pronged whammy, you know. He, and a lot he, of conspiracy theories as well. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, on top of the conspiracy, and we love conspiracy theories. Yeah. On top of yeah. all the, you know, so, yeah, that's, that's a quad, a quad bike. I don't know how you're going to say it, but... Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah, no, I, I think the situation really, um, you know, it's it's a very worrying situation, to be honest. Um, if you look at the stats, you know, I think from memory, the first case of the the, the, the COVID-19, I think, was um, reported in Zimbabwe, I think, around mid-March, if not around the 20th of March or something like that. Yeah, um, we've had one confirmed um Death, which is the the, the journalist um, Zoror Makamba, right, having come from the U.S. and and gone back home, um, but I said that's just one confirmed case, yeah, of somebody who is well known, of somebody who probably went to a well known hospital, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, 
And, and since then, for the people that he mixed with and the people that they then mixed with, of those, there's going to be a huge number that are not known, are not well off, are not able to access the, 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 the posh clinics and hospitals in Harare. As you know, most health care now in Zimbabwe is about, is about the cash that you have, the money that you have. You know, when before we used to have a national health service, you could go to Parinya to a hospital and have received the best care in the world. But now it's about the clinics. Yeah. And those clinics ask for money upfront or, or, or for you to demonstrate that you were able to pay for your, for, for your care. And for those people that are, as I said, our elderly in the rural areas that don't have access to that. Yeah. The worry is that a lot of people are just going to pass away and not be counted. Yeah. yeah? In the, in the developed countries, you could have Italy saying they've had 10,000 deaths. You could have America saying they're now up to 8,000 or more. Yeah, that's because the structure is there to say somebody went into a hospital, their name was written down, they were counted as a number and added on to the statistics. Yeah, for our country, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people who will pass away and they won't be recorded, they won't be known, but the virus will be taking effect a lot of people will pass away. You know, there was an article I read the other day that said, yes, there was a, a, a lockdown enforced on the 27th of March with three days notice to say, yeah, country's going to go in lockdown on the 30th of March, you've got three days notice. But people were still going to Mbare Musika, you know, and-, and Which is a and market, still, which is like the, the, one of the biggest markets there. That market, you know? Mm. And it's like, come on, you know? But it's not, it's not people's fault. We just need to make sure that the information is disseminated. I think, I think for, for, for that kind of Southern African region, it looks like South Africa was far ahead in terms of listening and saying, yeah, let's put measures into place. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Yeah. And, and Zimbabwe looks like he's kind of lagging behind and seeing what the brother is doing. And then, you know, saying, let's also do that. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Um, yes. And it's, it's interesting because, um, why I'm torn, and I think yeah. we started, we talked about this right at the beginning in terms of being yeah. in the diaspora and how helpless yeah. you feel knowing that you've got friends and family back home that need your yeah. expertise, that needs that calming reassurance and that guidance in terms of how to manage this, this situation. And unfortunately, we can't um, affect that where we are now. Yeah. Um, whereby yeah. um, the irony is... It's, um, It's um, it's um, it's um, at all. They're volunteering to join the NHS to help this management of this pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't even go back. We can't even fly because no flights to them. No flights. So to Zim, so yeah. we can't do anything. So all our expertise <laughs> is stuck here. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah. that 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 I need to say that because it hurts a lot. When you know when you, when you when you when you see a government and you you see people behaving in in a way that can't you see the danger? It's almost like yeah. you can see a child about to touch a hot hot, hot, hot stove. You can yeah. see it happening in slow motion, and then yeah. even warm the don't touch it. You know the child gets burnt. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing from what's happening in Zimbabwe. This this lack 
of coordination as you quite rightfully identified. You know, this requires a coordinated response. This actually requires, I think there's a lot of strength in asking for help. A lot Absolutely. of strength in asking for help. Absolutely. And this is a time whereby we, knew, we do need help. Zimbabwe needs help. Yeah, forget the what the, yeah, exactly. Forget what the government might be saying. Okay. We know from living in the UK and any, anybody listening to this podcast around the diaspora in any developed world, you would know that the government are not the ones that need their help per se. Yeah. yeah. It is the 11.9 million people that live in poverty in that place that need their help. Yeah. How, how, the how now becomes the issue. The how becomes the biggest issue. And I think you're quite right. There's no harm in asking for help. And I think I've got, I've got to point it out here because, you know, I think, yes, we talk about politics. We talk about um, mentioning what is not being done by, by those that are meant to lead us. I think we've got to highlight straight away that for, for, for us as directors of the Zimbabwe Nest Association, this is not about politics. This is not about, um, uh, you know, um, slating the, 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 the government, if you like, you know, in case next time you want to go to Zimbabwe, you won't be allowed to come in. You know, it's not about the politics, but it's about really calling people to account to say, this is the situation. What can we do? to help each other? What can you do to help us as your citizens, to help us as your people? Yeah. Um, uh, because as you said, a lot of things could be done that are not being done. Yeah. The basics of just asking for help, as you said, yeah. It takes a big man to ask for help. Yeah. And as you said, there's nothing wrong in asking for help. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing um, wrong with that. If only if only some countries or even Zimbabwe could say, you know what, we are a very small nation. If this affects us, it has affected us. We've got one confirmed case at the moment. Could we ask for help? What help could you give us? You know, that would be a big step. I agree. You mentioned earlier, I agree. You mentioned it earlier on as well about how we worry in the diaspora about the people we have back home. Absolutely. You know, you've got a lot of people. I've got friends in, in some WhatsApp groups, a hundred nurses from Zimbabwe or of Zimbabwean background working for the NHS. Yeah. Now imagine if out of those, we tried as best as we could to see what we can do to give back to the country in whatever way, shape or form. Yeah. That would be a massive step towards helping um, the services in Zim. But as we also mentioned before, it's about the transparency. It's about the not knowing how do I even donate? How do I even give? How am I, am I assured that that money is going to get to that clinic in Marondia or to that clinic in, in Zushawane or something like that? <laughs> never mind, never mind the, the, the most known clinics or, or hospitals in, in, in Arara. Yeah, it's about the small place that people are not going to be talking about, you know, and how, for example, the ventilators that you talked about being, um, you know, donated, mm -hmm. you know, where have those been sent to? Who's monitoring that? I'm sure there are people doing that. Don't get me wrong. But I think there just needs to be a lot more transparency to say, this is what we're doing. This is where we are right now, every single day at five o'clock in the UK. What is that? there is a, 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 a national address 
Yeah, there is a national address to the country to say this is where we are. These are the graphs of how things yeah. are going right now. Stay at home. It's making a difference. Yeah, that would be helpful if something like that could be could be um, put in place as well as him. Excellent. I, I totally agree. I underscore everything you're saying there because this is about yeah. true patriotism. This is not yeah. about slating the government because, in fact, Absolutely. in fact, if you take a look at what's happening here, uh, whereby you have an opposition, you have yeah. several opposition parties, only one real strong one, but still, there's several opposition yeah. parties there. Yeah. They're all caught. They're all singing from the same hymn sheet regarding this. This thing. is a pandemic. This is yeah. this is not about party lines at all. So where you have, yeah. whereby you have inner inner fighting with the opposition themselves are in disarray, um, yeah, having their own internal disputes about leaders and all of those things. Okay, this yeah. pandemic, while people are arguing, that is when <laughs> people get crushed by whatever yeah. viruses, whatever situation, and they can exploit it. So, I think when I'm critical of the government, I'm also critical about the opposition. I'm just saying you have to create an atmosphere whereby the the people can listen to a united voice, particularly where you know it's almost 50-50. Either go this way, you go that way. But if both sides are not saying the same thing, what do you do? You end up doing nothing. You know, we need, yeah, yeah. and we need to demonstrate to the outside world that we can unify when it comes to the health of our nation. This is one of the things that, it does not discriminate whether you're MDC or Sanu PF. It's not one of those things. Yeah. It affects everybody. It affects everybody. Absolutely. 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 And and as I said, I think the you know, to bring it back again, as you said, we need to be looking at raising that awareness to our fellow Zimbabweans that this is a pandemic. This is no joke. This is not a, a conspiracy theory about how people are putting, um, you know, 5G poles or anything like that, or how this was developed in, 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 in Western countries to, 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 to kill all Africans. It's not about that. The point is, it is here. It is a deadly, deadly condition once you have it. And especially in Zimbabwe, without the service, without the facilities, it is certain death. So therefore, to make sure that we don't get to that, people need to, 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 to observe the lockdown. People need to, 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 to kind of ensure that they're washing their hands, you know, stay at home, wash your hands all the time, go outside, come back inside, wash your hands, wash your hands over and over and over again. Be, um, you know, in isolation in its truest form. You know, don't go to the shabins, don't go to to kind of clubs and stuff like that and think that this is not going to affect me. Yeah. And the use of those kind of sanitizers where they are there for people to be able to use those. Exactly. You know, or else, as you said, this is really going to um, take a lot of lives, really, in Zimbabwe. Yeah. And and then the the byproduct of of people losing their lives is you're going to have to think about funerals. You also got to be looking about loss of um, role, roles in the families. Yeah. Let's be honest, in developing countries such as Zimbabwe, grandparents are normally the the key um, support the for young do. people. Yeah. You know, yeah. because the the, yeah. the the ones that are middle-aged, they're the ones in the diaspora trying to raise money, trying to do things. To so as the grandparents, yeah. so the grandparents are gone, 
what happens to the children. So please, this is something whereby we all have to learn. In Zimbabwe, like any other developed country, any country that is now coronavirus is hitting them now. Yeah. Is that at an advantage? Could just say you were like Spain or Italy. You got it very quickly after China. Yeah. yeah. But we can learn lessons from how other countries are dealing with the pandemic because we've got, we've got that time. There's that time period where you can learn, but to, but to not be in a position whereby you can benefit from, from going last is, is yeah. shocking yeah. for me. Um, another thing I will say is in terms of the habits and the behaviors whereby the government are, are, are escalating in have been escalating and ramping up the, the messaging in terms of stay at home. At first, it yeah. was rather subtle. Then it was like almost like a directive. It's like an instruction. Yeah. You must stay at yeah. home. Okay, they're not. There's, there's another level up from instruction. It's like when they enforce it. Okay, but yeah. they're giving people the time to flex and see how their their behavior is going to change. And one of the key things was we tried to stop in the UK people becoming super spreaders. People typically yeah. live leaving the cities and going infecting people in the rural areas in the countrysides, in the lakes of, 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 yeah. of, this, of this country, you know? And that is what could happen in Zimbabwe. And that would be devastating if everybody left the city and went to Kamusha, which is the rural yeah. areas, the rural and areas, infecting yeah. those people there with the coronavirus. So this is why it's important now, where, whereby we talk about edu- real education, you know, functional education that makes you not only book smart, but street smart, Okay. Savvy yeah. with the way that we navigate and and protect each other as as citizens because we can only do so much. I was yeah. horrified, Bruce. Did you see that article uh, on Twitter? Well, Twitter was going mad with um Samuel Eto and um Didi Drogba talking about that French scientist. Yes. Oh, yes. I saw that one. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, and um, I think I, I think that's you know. Quite unbelievable, really, isn't it? You know, until you start to hear, um, you know, what exactly was said and, 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 and seeing the video spreading, going viral on WhatsApp. And you think to yourself, oh, my God, they really said that, mm. you know, um, in this day and age, you know, you're like, what a travesty. What a what a what an abhorrent thing to say, you know, because had that been said in any other situation for any other country. I, I think everybody would have been up in arms about that. You know, and I think I think as 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 Africans we have a you know we have a right to also be up in arms saying, hang on, is this really right? Is this really ethical? I are, are you serious? Mm. You know? <laughs> you know, like really? Yeah, and this so, and this is somebody that has signed up to the Hippocratic Oath. Okay. This, exactly. And and it also exactly. and it builds into the discussion another issue that always plagues me in terms of how any colonial power views its citizens, its old citizens that yeah. are colonized. This is France. So its history with its colonies is different from the UK's. It's different yeah. from the Belgian. It's different um different from the Dutch. Every place, yeah. every country that colonized the nation has its own way of viewing those citizens. Okay, we've had here our issues yeah. with Windrush and all of that kind of stuff. You know, thinking, yeah. really? You no, know, we, had, we had people fighting for the UK that weren't even allowed to be in the UK. Fighting, yeah. losing their lives, all of those things. 
So here's, here's one whereby it's very disappointing that in 2020, when people can see the contributions of Africa to the developing world, that people can still have this archaic um, mindset. Even, even if you apologize before you say it, it kind of like makes it even worse. The fact that you, yeah. you, you, you're apologizing before you say something so, so damaging yeah. and so hurtful. We, we cannot go backwards. And I would say that leaders in the UK... Leaders in the developing world have something to do with creating an environment where comments like that can be said by medics, right? And I'm looking at the developed world, developing world now because I'm critical at, at humanity. I mean, humanitarian, yeah. yeah? Citizen of planet Earth, of, Zimbab of Zimbabwean birth, but I'm a citizen of the Earth. And if you take a mm. look at what these developed developed world leaders have been doing, it's been becoming far more right wing. Mm. Yeah, whereby they've pushed the anti, where people can feel have the fortitude to pronounce such ill things <laughs> in interviews in, in public. Yeah, I think it's, this this was this was just one of those where he cannot take it back or those professors cannot take this back. This is something that's, that's, that's remarkable to hear. And it's said to think that this is still happening in this day and age. If the message had been, we have a particular vaccine that's been tried and tested here in Europe. We've, we've, we've done this. We've, we've treated so many people. We want to offer our help and support to those that are willing to accept it in developing countries. You know, this is what we have. Rather yeah. than saying we're going to use you as guinea pigs to try to try this this <laughs> oh, new no, it's, thing, it's you shocking. Know? It's, I think that, that's that's where it's ridiculous. That's you know, the lowest, that's, that's where it's ridiculous. Absolutely, that's the lowest of the low. Um, yeah, as everything but, is. You know, this, this this is a very serious situation. I mean, you know, sadly today I was reading that Boris Johnson has been taken into. Intensive into um, care. Intensive, in, care. intensive care, you know. So, so you know, I think our thoughts and prayers go to him as well and his family. Yes. Um, but again, it just is expecting Carrie. She's expecting as well. So that point home that this is a very serious situation and it doesn't discriminate as to who it 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 affects really. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I will say as as we wrapping up, I know this was a very impromptu conversation, but. There's yeah. a lot of fluidity because there's a lot of honesty in what we're conveying here. We don't have Absolutely. to be, we don't have to be uh, furnishing you with all the stats and figures. This is not what this is about. Yeah. This is an expression of how we are trying to make sense of a pandemic, of a pandemic, yeah. pandemic, 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 yeah, yeah. effect is affecting our nation. So, I would like to close my closing remarks, if I can go first, only because I'll, I'll forget yeah. what I'm going to say, is for Zimbabwe, which is a developing country, we all recognize that. And are there other developing countries? Yes, but I'm talking about Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe needs to have the mechanisms, the support, the, the right tools to get itself not only out of this situation, but in a better economic state, because the first people to be affected through sanctions and through other other um, inabilities to mobilize and um, be able to achieve or do reach your potential 
is your health. Your health is the first thing. So those poor people, they were going to be affected the worst. So if there are these measures being um, held against a country, a government that is targeted, you know how it's crippling a developed country where there are no sanctions, there are no negative um, perceptions and there are no hurdles the UK government has to do, other than its own red tape, it puts in place to make sure that things are quality checked and, and agreements yeah. are signed and blah, blah, blah. But there's not nothing external hindering those, the, their ability to access the tools and the services it needs to, to get out of the situation. So if yeah. those are there in place, holding Zimbabwe in the chokehold, I would applaud any government to think about and strongly urge them to remove them. Because if a country is not able to get itself out of this situation, you're only as strong as your weakest link. This virus will mutate and it will always be here for a far longer period of time anyway than if we had yeah. given everybody a fair chance, a fair, fair crack off the whip to uplift. Because this is the life-changing event. It all bets off. Everything, everything that pre preceded coronavirus in terms of uh, relationships between countries should be like none of us. Okay, wake up. Mm. What yeah. are you going to do now? I want to help my people. Yeah. Okay, let's help you. Let's and let's build a new relationship out of out of a situation that is life-changing and it's very damaging but there's positivity there's a ray of light in terms of and when you come out everyone's talking to my children the other day it's like how are we going to be when coronavirus is gone we're going to appreciate mm. each other a lot more we're going to love yeah. each other a lot more you see we're not, not going to take each other for granted anymore but when yeah. we have things in place mechanisms in place that only make people dig their hills deeper <laughs> you know becoming more argumentative you know, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> so, so well, Bruce, Bruce I, anything I, for I, you? I, I don't have as much to say in terms of wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I, I think my message really, um, and hopefully we can be able to 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 share this with with friends, um, um, also in Zim, um, is just to say. Stay at home. <laughs> Most definitely stay, stay at, home. at home. Stay at home. Respect all of the um, uh, conditions that are being put in place. Wash your hands as many times as you can. If you can with soap and if you've got the sanitizers, do use them where you do have them. And my message as well to, to the leaders of our country is to just say, you know, your people need you. Your people need you. And, and, and as I said before, as intelligent people, I would leave it at that for them to know in what way do our people need us. But right now, I think Zimbabwean people need that leadership more than ever, or else we're going to lose a lot of people in Zimbabwe. And most definitely. Bruce, it's been epic. I wish we could speak in better times, but I think <laughs> history, history will look back at this conversation and say, yeah. you know what, at least we expressed that which was close to our heart. 
you know. Absolutely. To our friends and families back home, we are with you. We love you. Yeah. And to the whole planet Earth, all is one, people. We out. All is one. Thank you very much, Ms. Amadisha. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life. Make life boom.